This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Back to the Oak Road Hatter podcast. I'm Billy Mully, and today I'm joined by Stephen Day and Ian Robertson of We Are Luton Town as we look back at what exactly has been going wrong for Luton Town over the last week or so. Ian, first of all, the usual suspects are nowhere to be seen again. You've been called up for your hat trick appearance. It's just been it's just been a manic few weeks for us, and here you are, probably the. the with the most appearances of the podcast this season, it's crazy. Oh, carried you are. <laughs> no, yeah, thanks for having us on again. Yeah, uh, these things happen. Some people avoid bad results, some people don't. Here I am, Oak Robertson Hatter. I think this could be yeah, yeah. all your appearances. Stephen, how about you, mate? How are you getting on? Uh, I've been better, but oh well. Yeah, it's a bit, and I wouldn't say doom and gloom, but definitely a bit of gloom over the last few results. It's been a tough 1-0 defeat to take against Preston, who obviously done a very good job on us. But then a, a real poor performance against Bristol City. We're going to go through both those games as painful as it might be. But then we'll try and end on a brighter note as we look ahead to our trip to Swansea City. First of all, we'll go into Preston. Um, as I said, sort of introducing it, they did a job on us. They've done the kind of job that Luton done to teams away last year when, when we were quite successful. So I guess in that respect, there's sort of not many complaints that they, they came and, and pretty much completed their objective. Yeah, they they made it quite hard to play against them. Um, and I think they, well, they, they did what any team should be looking to do at Kenilworth Road. They, they were defensively solid, and they, they you know, kind of 
let us do our own thing and we weren't good at doing our own thing as well and we i don't think we did the basics that well it wasn't as bad as last night's performance but um even then like I, it did feel like we weren't doing what we do best and it just yeah as you said they did the job on us and fair play to them and i mean as as upsetting as it was to lose i i can't be angry with that goal like i was a bit angry about the marking but at that say at the same time like it's one of those ones where it's just like you can't really stop it if it's going to happen it's going to happen yeah i was going to mention the goal um i don't want to take credit away from the goal because of course it was a phenomenal finish real real good goal from a preston perspective but when you sort of break it down from a luton perspective it was quite i wouldn't say catastrophic that is very far but there were a few errors in it first of all letting a player like robbie brady have that much time outside the area We've seen it last year with Robert Snodgrass in a Luton shirt. A couple of times he was afforded that kind of room and he hurt teams. Um, we, we did it this, uh, yesterday. We did it on Saturday with Brady. He gets the ball in. Amari Bell perhaps switching off for half a second and that's all it takes. But as we say, take nothing away from the goal. What, a, what an incredible strike and one of those that, that caught most by surprise. I think probably even Brad Potts. I don't know how he got his, his leg up that high. It was... Yeah, a thing of, if it was Luton, it would have been a thing of beauty, but because it was against Luton, it was pretty good, we'll call it. I want to add as well, like, it kind of seemed like, well, not seemed like, it, it kind of felt it went the same, a similar way as um, what Burnley's goal did uh, when um, we, a ball was either put in or we had a chance to clear the ball. Adebayo scuffed the one at Burnley. Bell scuffed the one at home to Preston and we didn't set up from that. We didn't wake up from that. And that's what, you know, led to the goal. And I think that's that's another thing of like not doing the basics right is that we, you know, one tiny mistake, which usually wouldn't hurt us, suddenly turns into that. And it's just, you know, frustrating to sit here and say that. Because from then on, Ian, it was 72 minutes where we could have got ourselves back into the game in front of Kenilworth Road, of course, near the start of the season, sort of anticipation levels, expectations are high. As I say, 70 minutes to get ourselves back into the game, but struggled to uh, create many clear-cut chances. I know Adebayo turned his man and had a good opportunity. There are a couple of other, you want to say, half chances. But is that a concern at this stage, that that maybe we're not creating or or even taking the the chances that are being presented, adding all this sort of attacking quality and, and... we're not quite seeing it is full uh, full flow at the moment, or is that sort of down to rhythm? Once we get into the swing of things, can we see that that start to be reinstalled? Yeah, I think once we're back up to speed a little bit more, that we'll start to see that change. I mean, it's hard in isolation against Preston. They, you know, they haven't let a goal in so far this season, and you know, it's clear to see why they defended very well and they did break the game down well. And to be fair, what was our XG? It's like 1.39, so one of the highest in the division that, that weekend. So we created a few opportunities. We just couldn't take them. And it's, you know, I think there's a there's a few different strands to the situation at the moment. And one of them being maybe a little bit of a playoff hangover and losing that bit of momentum that we did have. And it's hard to get that back when we've got injuries out and a lot of first-team experienced players, experienced in Luton colours anyway, um, missing it's hard to try and get back into that rhythm. You know, I think it will come. 
I don't know if, if it's maybe, I know it's hard with Cornick out, but is it a mistake playing, you know, a completely brand new strike force with Woodrow and Morris together and then Adebayo that haven't really played many games together? Maybe, maybe we could change the shape to have some of uh, the players that we've had playing in Luton Club for quite a while and then drip feed others in. But I think it'll come good. We've just got to give it a bit of time and, you know, hold our nerve if you like. Definitely. And looking into that game a little bit more, uh, we'll, we'll probably speak about it a little bit more when we get into the Bristol City game because it was equally um, missing, should we say. Quality of delivery just wasn't really there. Um, James Breer, we, we spoke very, very highly about him last season. Of course, we know on his day, one of the best right wing backs in the division. Amari Bell last season also proved to be very, very good, really effective in the final third, whilst also being a a real solid defensive player, but the quality of service so far has been lacking. Is that fair to say? Yeah, I think so. I think uh, you know Adebayo's had a, a little bit of rep, bad rep on uh, social media, but he hasn't really had the service. You know, we've we've got so many holes in midfield at the moment. There's a lack of creativity to really put anything decent on him. Um, obviously, we had Osho close and Clark close yesterday, but. Um, the two up top really haven't had anything. Uh, it'll come, it'll come. I think we've just got to give it time and um, get a few of the players back. It was interesting to see Jamie's tweet yesterday about Pelly. Um, you know, I love Pelly. I know he's back in. I think he's great. And it's we have missed him. I know he's not everyone's cup of tea, but he, he does fill a, a big void in, in the midfield and give everyone a bit more room to play. Um and the sooner we're getting back, the better for me. I know some people will be listening to that and think, oh, bloody hell, no. But um, I think we need him, you know, and, and I think the stats back that up as well. We'll go on to Bristol City. We'll keep this part of the show pretty brief. Um, I'm, I'm sure the three of us want to, to be doing that. But, you know, you, you probably saw the Bristol City game as, as a chance for immediate redemption after, I wouldn't say... It was a poor display against Preston, but it was probably the best word to use was underwhelming. Um, the fact that we didn't create too many chances after their 18th minute strike. It was really, really poor. Um, I think we're, as a podcast, quite, quite positive about things usually, but it was one of those performances that, admittedly, we did see a couple of times last season away from home, um, but ones that you need to get out of the system very, very quickly. Yeah, um, I, I mean, I can't think of too many times last season where we actually played that bad, and like it, it as I said like earlier, it, it it just and Jones said as well, we didn't do the basics. None of the basics we did, and I think I, it's, I'm not using it as a scape as a scapegoat, but I think or these two, I'm going to single out, but. Adebayo and Bree, I thought look, last night looked terrible. Like, there's no sugarcoating it. I'm not going to say like, oh, they're you know, they're getting back to match sharpness. They're this, that, and the other. Like, they just didn't look in it at all. Like, neither of them like could really get past the man. They got tackled constantly. They just like, not they didn't look interested, but it just it was it was so disappointing to see two of our best players end up being two of our worst players on the night and. Um, and it was just frustrating because those, you know, those two are sort of players that you'd look to to sort of create something like James Bree getting balls in, Adebayo creating and 
scoring. Like, you know, there's a few chances where he had a chance to head the ball goalwards and like from crosses and it just, he didn't connect with it right. And it just, it, it wasn't one of those ones where it was like a bad day at the office. It just looked terrible. And, and I, as you said, like it, it felt like one of those ones to get a, you know, get a immediate redemption. And, you know, I think Jones sort of summed it up really well by saying we didn't do the basics and we just, he got it wrong as well and he admitted it, which is good to see. But I, I personally don't think that he got, well, I can't say that he got it right, but I would say it seemed more the players than the tactics. And, but at the same time, we've, you know, scored one goal and we're in this position now. So maybe the tactics are wrong. And yeah, I guess we'll see what happens with Swansea. But yeah, I just, there's nothing to be happy or shout about or, or be proud about from last night. And it was just terrible. You said at the start of there, Stephen, about James Breen Adebayo uh, being particularly off their game yesterday. But I think... Uh, Everybody that watched it probably has a different opinion on on who didn't really um, impress. Well, at least social media gives us that impression. But yeah, I do agree with you with, with James Bree and Adebayo so far. It's really interesting with Bree uh, because I, I don't know if you two have noticed it, but I feel that he gets better as the season goes on. He's somebody that needs a run of games to to gradually get to his very best, and and once like a bit of period of play goes on I think when he had an injury at one point he came back and he couldn't really find his stride straight away now we've had the summer uh, a large chunk of inaction he's now struggling again to get back to those performance levels that we know he can maybe Adebayo is in a similar boat but again they're two players that I I imagine will still come good for us um, during the season they're still two very integral parts of the team Um, you, you can't go off 90 minutes and say that that um, you know, it's, it's awful that these two players were, were not good enough because they have proven it in the past. It is, you know, 90 minutes of football that, that they haven't been up to the level that we we ask as, as football fans. But at the same time, uh, we're getting into that territory now where, where you just want them to get back onto the swing of things, really, and get back to those levels that we know they can. I think that's the most frustrating part, the, the high levels of performance they've put in, in, you know, recent months. And the fact that it hasn't really come yet, I think that's probably the most frustrating aspect about it at the moment. But as we know, as Luton fans, things change very, very quickly. I think um, another thing I have written down in my notes, and dare I say it, it was a Graham Jones-esque kind of performance. Am I am I allowed to say that? Is that something you boys thought, or am I just my being pessimistic as always? I saw a meme about it, and I couldn't be mad about it. It was just. You know, it did kind of feel like that, like away from home. Wasn't, you know, if, if Graham Jones was in charge, I'm sure he'd be like, well, this wasn't one of the games we targeted that we could win. So uh, we'll just bin it off. And yeah, I, I don't doubt that we'll, we'll get back to playing as we did last season. It's just, you know, it was just frustrating. We've got the core of the team there. You don't become a bad team overnight. But that performance last night was certainly... Uh up there with the, the Graham Jones type of performances that we we used to back then. But, you know, things we've still got the core of the team with a few additions. They're going to take time. And like you say, we'll we'll get back there. One or two wins or winning a draw can, 
discover a bit of momentum and it quickly changes. But, you know, we're more than good enough to climb back up the table. I don't think there's a slight concern, isn't there? You know, we, you see in the performance of how we're going to get out of it, but um, I'm sure we will. We're, we're a good enough team. We've showed that over the last two seasons that we're, you know, a top half, top half club. So that's not just going to suddenly change. Sorry, just going to jump in there and say, like, I think it's good that we're doing it now as well, rather than, you know, doing, say, a, a Blackburn, like go hitting, hitting the ground running and then losing momentum later on and, you know, not even getting playoffs. I think it's best to do it at the start of the season so we can learn quickly and and, and get these things ironed out and, and push on because, you know, I'd rather... It might be a controversial controversial opinion, but I'd rather make up ground from the start of the season than, you know, start trying to make up ground from, you know, say March sort of time. And um, yeah, I think as we agreed, like there's there's no way we're gonna stay this bad. It's just you know good that we're doing it now rather than later in the season, which, you know, there's no saying that so we won't have another blip later in the season. But, you know, we were pretty consistent last season. I don't see that changing. And it's just good that we're doing it at the start of the season. As John Still said, we always start slow. So there we go. John Still says it, I believe it. And I guess we're only five points off the playoffs at the moment. So it's not all doom and gloom. We might have taken two from four, but we're only five points off the playoffs. I'll, I'll try and put my optimistic head on for that, at least. One other sort of observation from the game was under hit and miss hit passes. Um, not something I've, I've noticed as much ever in a ma- in a Luton match. Um, seeing once we did build some sort of momentum, we did put somewhat of a, a good move together. It was it was just halted by a bad pass, or for some reason when we tried to zip a pass and it just didn't really go into our player. Um, I, I, I don't really get what was going on, but uh, something I think that that really helped Bristol City pounce on our mistakes and, and break with pace. Looking at Bristol City as well, um, again, don't want to sound like sat with grapes, but I don't see too much of an improvement of where they are from last season to now. Of course, they've made a couple of good signings and I think they're, they're perhaps you know on an upward trajectory, but to warrant them dominating in the way they did, I don't know about you boys, but it, it just wasn't right, was it? It wasn't right that we looked... A level below I think like for me it's well I'm trying to think of like a time last season where we played that bad and I can't think of one like people might say like oh you know Birmingham 5-0 but at the same time like we just got ripped apart by a better team on the day whereas last night we made ourselves the worst team and we dug ourselves holes and again the basics didn't do them um, like a, a bit of a running, not running, but you know, from from Preston and and then last night, it's you know second and third balls, we weren't on them. Like even if we got past the ball, like we we weren't ready to sort of do anything with it, and we weren't ready to try and win the ball back either. It was just that you know it was just a very disjointed and lackluster performance, and yeah, it's um just. I don't think Bristol were that great. Bristol City were that great. But um, we just, you know, dug ourselves a massive hole. 
as much as it pains me to say it as well, Cal Naismith looked good in that, in that Bristol City defence. Um, some of the, the passes he made, some of the little flicks he done, defensive positioning, he, he did look very good. He had to turn it on for Bristol last City night, though. Oh yeah, he definitely, he definitely was playing up to the to the occasion as well. You could tell, you could tell with um, the way he was giving out instructions to his teammates as well. He was, he was very on that game. He wanted to make a point, and to be fair, um, to be fair, he did. It was a, a very good performance from him. Just gonna say here as well. Usually, usually we cruise through these podcasts. It'd be you know forty minutes done by now. We haven't even hit twenty minutes. You have not even hit 20 minutes. That's what happens when you lose two football games. It just all all comes crumbling down and that's that's the beauty of football. It gets you very high, but also very, very low. We'll go now on to Swansea. We'll, we'll try and end this on a brighter note because, you know, it's the championship. It moves forward very quick. We, we've learned with Luton as well when have we seen three poor performances before? So there's going to be, again, a level of expectation that, that we can bounce back. Swansea as well, we, we've had our fair share of good results uh, uh, at Swansea. I think we've won two of our three since returning to the Championship. So we will go with a fair bit of confidence and hopefully Nathan Jones will be dancing around the ground once again. I said it before about Bristol City, but not so immediate chance of redemption maybe. Uh, the next stage on of a chance of a redemption. Uh, as we say, it's a good opportunity to put things right and, you know, eliminate those worries. Yeah, I, I mean, it's going to be hard to uh, suddenly turn in a fantastic performance where where the looting of, of, of last season. But, you know, obviously we're going to want to see progress. It doesn't mean we can't still get a result because, you know, we can dig in and we can always come away with a result this, at the end of the day. But um, it'd be interesting to see which players we've got back and how we can integrate them slightly and get them back into the team. Um, I think from now, I think, you know, the expectation has got to be it's not going to be an overnight fix. We've got to, you know, get everyone back fit, get everyone working together again and, See where we can go from there, and, and and try and dig some results out on the on the way. Um, you know, after having two less weeks than everybody else, and the injuries that we've had, and you know the disruptions in pre season and stuff, all kind of excuses that Nathan's been pumping out. But you know, some of them are valid, and it has been a bit disjointed. So, you know, we kind of need to regroup and get ourselves together, and you know, slowly start putting decent performances together because that's how we're going to put results, strings of results together, not just one-offs, losing here, winning there. So I think we just need to kind of set our expectations that it might be a still enough, another rough few weeks, but we just want to, you know, see steady improvements every week. Yeah, as we said before, it's very, very interesting to see us down in confidence. We haven't really seen that in the Nathan Jones era so far, um, as we said before, when there, there has been a, a dodgy kind of performance. We, we tend to back it, back it up with a, a decent one. So hopefully that is what happens once again. But Swansea, of course, a very difficult place to go, uh, a, a place where you'll pretty much be admitting to yourselves that you're not going to get more than 30 to 35% of the ball um, playing against the Russell Martin side. That's what they thrive off. Again, we executed the game plan when we went to there, similar to what Preston done to us, where... 
we didn't see very much football. We were very, very organised. We broke out very quickly, scored a real, real good goal um, and, and held on with, with relative ease at the end. So in that respect, can you see can you see the game following that kind of pattern if we are to win all three points? Yeah, um, I think, you know, it's not, again, like I said before, it's not going to be a, a really fluid performance, but I think if we dig our heels in and manage the game, you know, we're more than capable of coming away with with three points, you know, they've thrown away the, the lead a couple of times already this season and it's in spectacular fashion against Millwall on, on Tuesday as well. So, um, you know, they'll be a bit down from that. So it's one that just can go either way, you know, and they're not in spectacular form and, and we're not. We just need to go out there and, and, and show what we can do and hopefully we'll come away with three points. And I guess with Swansea, what we've seen with them, as well, um, well, when they played against us, they're not just a team that will try and score the perfect goal. Uh, when we were freeing it up at home last season, they scored three goals from outside the box. So they're a team that that have lots of different threats, lots of different ways to goal. Obviously, players like Joel Pirro and and Oberfemi, your natural instinct goal scorers. Um, but you've also got Oliver Nutchum, who's going to be a threat. You've also got. Grimes plugging things away. You've got the the threats provided by the wing backs. It's a well oiled machine, and and to me, it's a little bit surprised that they didn't see a bit more success last year, given the performances they they had against us. Yeah, I think it's it's a bit of a project with them. I think and like kind of how it felt when we were in League Two with Jones for them, and like they're 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 playing very possession-based football. They want to be on top like most of the game. Sometimes it doesn't work out. Sometimes you will get beaten by, uh, you know, a more strong side, the side that's not going to let you through. And um, yeah, I, I I agree with you. I'm, I'm surprised they haven't seen more success. And But at the same time, it does take a while to implement something like that. And but I think the way they play, especially at home, suits us. Because like, um, we... We were kind of happy to let them come at us last year, and I think that's going to be sort of similar this year. And it's going to be interesting to see how we do set up. But I think it's going to be uh, uh, all right for us to sort of maybe, or for Jones to experiment a little bit because we kind of know what to expect with them, as they are kind of predictable. And yeah, I think it's going to be very interesting to see how we, we you know, change the side. And, and how we fare up against a very possession-based team. Just looking a little bit at Swansea at the moment, um, when I wrote down my notes, I had them in 12th, but I, I'm just having to look on my phone because there's currently games going on. Down to 14th at the moment, 1-1, drawn two, lost one, scored four, but conceded six, which is joint most in the division. We are struggling big time to find our goal-scoring boots. What can you see prevailing? What what can you see happening? Are Luton going to finally find their goal-scoring boots or, or can Swansea find a, a rare clean sheet? Yeah, I think it all depends. It? You know, if we get the rubber, the green, we get a fluid game, hopefully we will, you know, they're, they're not going to, they want to keep the possession, want to keep the ball on the pitch. So hope, a bit like Burnley, if it's a little bit more open like that, um, it's more, we're more liable to then find a way in. Um I think if we could score one, it might just kickstart our season. Depends in which fashion we do it. If it's a last-minute goal or we score it from the you know the beginning of the game, we're having to hold on and manage the game ourselves. But you know, 
we know we're more than capable of turning them over. Um, but we've also witnessed the last two games. So it's which Luton Town turn up on, on the day if we've got some players back. You know, all them from three that we had on the other day in Woodrow, Morris and Adebayo, they're all going to be itching to score. Strikers are like that. They want to score goals. So, you know, it's going to be building up and it's only going to go one or two ways, isn't it? So, and I think, you know, one of them's going to put the ball in the back of that at some point and that'll, um, to coin another John Still phrase, like the blue touch paper kind of thing. And we might, you know, see our season go the right way then. Um, it's still early, isn't it? Like you, we're four games in. You look at the likes of Middlesbrough who tip to do well. They're only a point ahead of us uh, so far this season. Um, I think they're drawing tonight, aren't they? Um, so they're not doing well either. Stoke are down there. Norwich are down there. Huddersfield are down there. It's four games in, you know. We're, we're speculating on everything that can happen, but it can turn around in, in one game. We could be top half of the league with three points, I think. So um, if all the other results go our way, so... Yeah, just go in there, open, and hope we get a good performance. That's it, yeah. As soon as we step onto that pitch, it's another game, it's another opportunity for those players to impress, another opportunity for the project to start to come into play and, and start working as we expected from pre-season. As we said, we enjoyed a very, very, I guess, productive pre-season. I know... A lot of people say these friends don't account for anything, but um, I think most would be lying when they say they don't try and take any uh, anything from these friendly games. I think against West Ham, we gave them a real good go, playing through the thirds. We haven't really seen that as much. Uh, we did see it, I guess, in glimpses against Birmingham. Um, it'd be interesting to see if that's, that's going to be restored. One real interesting point um, made by Jamie on Twitter, actually, um, is that when the back four last season started to go wrong, we, we sort of reverted to a back five. Can any of you see us going back to a back four? Is that something that we can see more more often this season? We, we speak about replacing Cal Naismith and having balance within that back three. Um, could there be an opportunity to, to reintroduce a, a solid back four and perhaps make use of the you know, plethora of wingers that we, we have, you know, like Dion Pereira getting a, more of a chance, Fred on your dimmer when he's fit. Um, there's, you know, Harry Cornick and, and Morris as well, two players that have also really, really impressed before on the wings. Is that something that you can see reintroduced or, or do you think we are set on, on trying to make this 3-5-2 or that slight variation of a 3-5-2 work? I think we have to change it. Because um, at the moment, like with the way the midfield dynamic is, it feels like there's not a lot going through there. Um, it, it looks as if like we're playing a lot of long balls, which you know, fine, they they worked pretty well last season, but they're not always going to work. And I I love to see us playing, you know, more on the ball, like more possession based football, and more, you know, with the sort of creative players we've got now you know, going at teams on the floor. Um, so I would I'd love to see, like, you know, four at the back, a holding midfielder, and then let the the players from there on be creative uh, going forward. Um, but at the same time, you know, Jones, I, you know, even after the last four games, I want to say he knows what he's doing. He's, he's the manager of the club. We trust him. And I'll say we have to change it. We don't actually have to because... 
it could turn around with the same team, same formation, just a change of mentality. So, um, yeah, I would personally, I would like to see us change it because I think it would work better. But um, yeah, I, I think either way, we've got the calibre to change it around, regardless. Yeah, I think, uh, I think, yeah, I'm with you on that one. I mean, I don't know if he'll be getting itchy feet just yet to change the formation, but it'll definitely be in his head. I mean. It depends how quickly Bell and um, Bree can turn around their form. You know, they were both pretty shocking yesterday and got exposed um, and didn't really do anything to help us get up the pitch either. So, um, you know, it'll definitely be in the back of his mind. But whether he's he's going to pull the trigger this early on in the season or not, I don't know. Um, I don't know. Maybe he'll uh, interchange a couple of formations during the game, maybe, you know, to a 4 3 3 or whatnot. But, um, I don't know if you'll start off doing that. And of course, it's it's hard to, to forget. Well, sorry, it's easy to forget the number and the, I guess, influence of the players that are currently injured. Um, you know, Fred on your dimmer, someone who frightens defences, still think back to that first game last season against Peterborough, absolutely tore them apart. And it was such an exciting watch. Somebody again that that will probably benefit from reverting to a back four and, and introducing wingers back into our play. Um, again, we've seen it. I think against Hull last year, where he set up Adebay. I'm pretty sure that was a back four, and he came into that that wing role and, and really, really impressed. Um, I guess Alfie Dowerty, if we continue with that back five, somebody that that will slot in nicely at the left wing back role and and perhaps push uh, Amari Bell to that left centre back role and. As we've heard Nathan Jones before, he, he sort of suggests that role is, is probably the best for Amari Bell, given the, the attributes he possesses, um, both on and off the ball. We've also got Luke Berry again, who, who just doesn't seem to be able to get fit for a consistent run of games. Pelly Rudder Companza as well, who's still to welcome back. So in, in that respect... It's, it's hard because the, the injury woes of last season, something that you thought might ease coming into the new campaign, that is still very, very much present. The fact that Nathan Jones has, has tried to create a squad that masks the fact, well, masks the, the problem of having too many injuries by creating a really competitive squad. Um, it's, a, it's a strange situation on the injury front, isn't it, Stephen? Yeah. Um, I... I don't think there's a lot to be, you know, said about it really because it's just it's an unfortunate position. But we've also got a really deep squad, um, even with the players that have gone out now. And I think we've got a squad that should be able to handle it really, and um, especially with the signings we've made this year. And um, Freeman and Woodrow should be able to help out in in midfield with them um, the the players we're missing there and. Um, yeah, I think it is frustrating and really unfortunate, but um, I think we should really, really, this squad should be able to handle it with injuries and without it, uh, without them. Like there shouldn't be any issues, really. And um, I can't, I can't really say much else other than that. And then looking a bit at Swansea, um, I briefly mentioned a few of their players there, but to the both of you, where do you see their, their main threats coming from? Obviously, we spoke about the, the two strikers, Obafemi and, and Joel Piru, uh, Grimes, who's 
you know, one of the best ball playing midfielders I, I believe in the in the league. Um, you know, threats from wing backs defensively, they've proven to to have good ball carriers as well. Joe Allen's going to play. Where's Danny Hilton when you need him? Is you know a squad full of talent, but but where do you see them hurting us if they do see joy on on Saturday? He's definitely Peru, isn't it? He's uh, he can pretty much score from anywhere, just outside the box or in the box. But he also creates so much room up top. And I just think if we if we have got so much space in the the back of our midfield, just in front of the defence, there it could be tricky for us. I think um, it could be a tricky game. You know, did he score against us last year? I can't remember if he did or not. I think he did, yeah. Um, so, you know, he, for him, he's, the, he's the, the main threat. But yeah, like you say, Obafemi is really good as well. So I think they've got, a, a, you know, they play nice, attractive football. Their fans are getting a little bit restless with the possession-based football because it's not been turning out lots of results at the moment. So maybe if we can kind of hold our own and then, you know, keep them passing it around in their area of the pitch, then we can find some gaps, you know, off pinching the ball off them when we push high up but um, it'll be interesting to see how well structured we are to see if they can pick us off or not and Stephen what about you is it Piro that, that gives you nightmares or Oliver Nutchen with his, his long range strikes that find the top corner in the last minute what what are you scared about um, I mean I'm, I'm, I'm not Dylan or Jamie where I have the uh, the knowledge and and um, memory of these players and seeing their stats and all that. And so I, I can't say that any one of them particularly scares me. It's just what scares me is if we don't turn up again, that's, that's all I'm going to say. Do we bring Henry Lansbury in as well, just for the, the Ryan Manning battle? Is that something we want to see? Get in his head again. Even if he's not fit, just put him in the tunnel before the game, that'll do. Yeah, that's all we need. That's all we need. He might be hobbling about, but just his presence will be enough to put Manning off his game, I'm sure. We'll come now for score predictions. Um, can it be Can it be the, the first three points of the season or will it be three successive games losing or can we manage to... to share the points in South Wales and then go for a draw. I'll, I'll go to you, Stephen, first, because I know that you're travelling to, to Swansea on Saturday, so I'll let you have the... Uh, I'll let you have first choice. 1-0, Corley Woodrow. Why not? Is he starting, is he, Corley Woodrow, to score that? Is he coming on to, game changer. to the game? Game changer. I like that. I like that a lot. What about you, Ian? First of all, are you are you going Saturday, and, and second of all, are you optimistic? No, not travelling. First game back is um, is Sheffield. Yeah, I am. I think I'm going to be quite bold. Um, go with three nil, Luton. Yeah, I'm really, bold. I really like that. I'm confident. I think you know. Just think we're going to turn it round. If we get one, I think we'll be away. Um, they've let a few goals in this this year already. Um, it might seem a bit outlandish, but I think. You know, get one, we could be away. Um, I thought my my answer was going to be optimistic and then I've heard you you two. But I was <laughs> going to go for two all where we grab one back. We play well, but we're, we're two one down and we grab one right at the minute. Um, Swansea don't, uh, they really would not want to concede yet another 90 plus minute goal. But I think it could possibly happen and then that could be 
you know, the catalyst for, for kickstarting what hopefully will be another positive season for us. That's what I'm hoping for, at least. Anyway, well, that is all we have for today. Thank you to the pair of you for joining. Stephen, enjoy your trip to Swansea. And hopefully we're speaking about three points this time next week. As always, make sure to check us out on the socials, on Instagram, we're Oak Road Hatter Pod. On Twitter, we are at Oak Road Hatter we're now on Facebook too so check us out on Oak Road Hatter make sure to get your fan hub lineups in to us as well on Saturday for a chance to enter our August draw but until next week it is goodbye from us The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.